in uh, the time that we've been doing the crossover podcast, but we're back now. I'm back, uh, and it's good to be back. Uh, joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing well. It's uh, it's almost football time. We're getting close. Hell yeah. A uh, little bit of housekeeping for this one. Uh, you and I are doing the uh, – we're, we're going to fly through the NFL win totals pod today, one of our favorite pods of the year, and then we're not going to have a pod next week, I don't think – and then after that, it'll be week one. And week one's going to be a little bit weird because I don't think we're going to be able to cover the... Because um, you are going to be in the United States, are you not? You, you and Bill... I will be traveling for my sister's wedding, which is going to be the day before week one. So I will be watching my first NFL Red Zone from a pool at a mansion in Connecticut. That's awesome. Which, you know, worse, worse things have happened to worse people, I think. So that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that sounds all right. Uh, shout out to, uh, to to Carrie. Congratulations to her for that, your, your lovely sister. Um, the Yeah, and uh, also the Thursday night game, uh, like the Thursday night game that starts the season, that is going to be my daughter's uh, first day of school, actually, as well. So for the first time in... And first time in my life, something will be more important to me than football. It's, <laughs> it's than the opening day of football. It's a strange feeling, but it is what it is. So we're actually, unfortunately, not going to be able to give you our usual swath of gambling advice for the Thursday night uh, opener. Uh, but then the Friday after, uh, <clears throat> I will be flying solo dolo, and I will cover the... Uh, yeah, and I'll be able to give you some picks. I just won't be able to sit on a podcast. Yeah, for- yeah, exactly. You and Bill oh, actually, won't be able. I'll be, seeing, I'll be seeing Sting that night. So noise, yeah. Sting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I do get a chance to talk to him, I will be asking him if he is a good digger. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Quiet, Marge. He's a good digger. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, next couple weeks will be a little bit weird, and then week two, I imagine you and Bill will be back on. We'll be back. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled. You, me, and Bill. Uh, with some other podcasts uh, coming uh, here and there. Because uh, I think Thor Love and Thunder, I never actually got out to see the theater. I've been so booked up this summer. That's why we took the time off. I didn't even get out to see Thor Love and Thunder, Craig. Oh, so, it's, uh, in, uh, it's on Disney Plus, I think, like next week or the week. Oh, I think the, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, September soon. 8th. I think September 8th I saw. I thought I there read. So, so a couple weeks. So once it comes out on September 8th, I'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll do our review for Thor Love and Thunder. That's why I wasn't too broken up about it because – like they're putting them on Disney Plus like a month and a half after they're out of the theaters, so I was like, I'll just wait on this one, right? So, uh, and then go over. It's just been it's been a hell of a summer. We got wasps in my goddamn house, invading my goddamn house. Uh, but uh, you know, wife and I are trying to deal with that as well. But here we are. We're talking NFL win totals. My son has COVID right now. There's that. Ah oh, man, how's he doing? He's fine though. That's good. That's good He's to hear. Fine. That's good. Um, So, yeah, here we are. We're doing NFL win totals. We're going to do things a little differently than we normally do. Uh, We're going to be talking – we're going to go from the bottom up in terms of win totals. So, we're going to work our way kind of from the – the bad teams to the to the good teams or what what, what we'll perceive to be uh, the bad teams. Uh, to the good teams, and and who knows, maybe they'll uh, maybe certain teams will surprise us. But we are going to start unsurprisingly 
with the Houston Texans, Craig, who uh, are sporting the four and a half uh, win total, plus 100 for the over, minus 112 for the four and a half on the Houston Texans, who most noticeably are not have a different quarterback this year. <laughs> we haven't got much time to talk about that whole situation on this podcast because it's it's happened all in the offseason but uh, it's it's let's talk about it when we get to cleveland yeah uh, but yeah you want to see we'll just yeah. talk about this team i actually kind of like davis mills uh yeah actually, like when i say like davis mills i mean i think he can be a top 60 quarterback who carves out a nice mm-hmm. career as a guy who is a backup that goes from team to team for a few years i think that yeah he can be that yeah, and and for the purposes of this podcast, I don't mind Davis Mills for maybe getting five wins. I think there's going to be two, Is maybe it... three teams that I ha- I think are going to be a hell of a lot worse than this Houston Texans team, which is now helmed by Lovey Smith. We should say that as well. Uh, yeah, I think there will be teams that are worse than this. Um... Oh, maybe there. You know what? Maybe there won't be. Like, there's a chance that you could. No, no, there'll be teams that are worse than this. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the the over on from this perspective. Um, I'm not sold on any, literally any of the teams in this division. So give me the over on Houston from that perspective. Yeah, I, I, I like the over as well, and I think they got it. They got it. It's not an easy schedule because it's you know no schedule is really easy when you're bad, but they're playing a fourth place schedule, so it's you know it's middle of, middle of the road based and on. And then you look like we're going to talk about this when we get to to Jacksonville, who I, I kind of like more than the public does. But I, I I'm kind of feeling the under on Tennessee and in, in Indianapolis. So all of a sudden this could be a division where no one's all that good, and you know maybe Houston ekes out two or maybe even three division wins, and all of a sudden you don't need a whole lot more in order to uh, hit your over here. Yeah. The next up, the Atlanta Falcons, who have a win total of five. Now, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I have a bet on them. I think they're six to one. I don't remember exactly. I have to go find it. I think they're down to four to one now because, God, there's been, I've placed so many bets over the course of the summer that um, – uh, especially over the last like two three weeks that I've just complete it's all a, a giant blur to me right now. But I have them for worst record. I think that this this team has a very good shot to finish with two three wins. Um, th- I, th- th- this is a this is a this is a bad bad team. The the only like like. <laughs> The only spot I like Kyle Pitts at tight end, who's a second-year tight end, is about the only advantage they're going to have going into this. Marcus Mariota is going to be under center, and I think we've seen enough from Marcus Mariota to know what what we're going to get from him. Um, the offensive line is going to be not very good. Yes, that's the other thing. Is they're not great. Like, this Matt is, this is... Running, was running for his life last year. Now, is Marcus Mariota going to be faster than Matt Ryan? Yes, but. I still I, I don't see how we think this is going to be a well blocked offense. Tough division too. So well, eh, well, well, we'll wait and see. But but I because I, I think New Orleans might be a little bit better than we think, and the Bucks are still going to be the Bucks. Atlanta's playing a top ten hardest uh, schedule in terms of strength of schedule. 
their uh, over is plus 130. Their under is minus 150. So there's a little bit of juice on the under, but but I'm 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 on the Falcons. Uh, I'm on the Falcons under, and I got a, a little sprinkled on them for uh, worst uh, to, to finish with the worst record. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Bryce Young's music. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like we're both like, on the it, under. Like, isn't it honestly their plan to finish with the worst record? Yeah, I I, it's, I think so. This is what, like I'm staring at their depth chart right now. This is a total teardown. It's an absolute teardown. Which it should be. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like they were in salary cap hell, and they still are. But obviously, you've got to extricate yourself from it somehow. And they've got huge dead hits for Jones and and, and Ryan still. Yeah. But it, it should have been a uh, a huge teardown. And I will say this: they, let's say they don't have a, a chance to pick first or second this year i i think that they'd be wise to wait another year on a quarterback mm-hmm. if you can't get cj stroud and you can't get bryce young just wait yeah. because and i know that some people like you know richardson from florida which you know i i, I kind of like him too we'll see sort of where where the season goes for him but you know, just take Will Anderson or something because plopping the quarterback into this situation a year from now, the rest of the team won't be good enough to get a real evaluation on the guy. That at least, that's that's my take at least. So we'll we'll see what they do, but it's it's you're right. It's a total total rebuild for the franchise. Yeah, it is. It's it's absolutely what they need to do, and it's just weird because for most of our lives, Craig, the Atlanta Falcons have had like I know the Falcons were a joke in like the '80s and most of the '90s, but for a lot of chunk of our lives. They had Mike Vick and then transitioned They had nicely. either Mike Vick or Matt Ryan. Yeah. They had one and... of those two since 2001. They've had essentially one of those two players on their team. Now, obviously, Vick was not around for a little while. But, yeah, yeah they've had <laughs> two players on their team for 20 years, and now they don't. And Matt Ryan is going to become like the... He, he's going to become like the Mendoza line for whether or not a quarterback should be in the Hall of Fame. And if they didn't blow a 28-3 to lead, he'd probably be a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. That that yeah. Super Bowl ring would get him in, right? I, th- I think based on what? the types of numbers that he has. And he has an MVP, right? So uh, uh, would have got And it did yeah. not. Yeah, did not. Uh, so uh, I'm officially saying, we, we didn't officially say, but we're both taking, I'm taking the over on the Texans four and a half. And, and yeah, I'm taking the over on the Texans, under on Atlanta. Under on Atlanta, officially, for the both of us. Uh, next up, the New York Jets. Uh, five and a half win total, minus 175 for the over, and plus 145 for the under. So a bit of, a bit of action on the over with the minus 175. Uh, the Jets, as far as strength of schedule, middle of the pack, so nothing to really discern from there. Um, they're going to be without Zach Wilson for week one, at least, uh, based on the, the little MCL sprain he's got. So it sounds like it's going to be Joe Flacco versus the, it's going to be the Joe Flacco revenge game against Baltimore in week one. Um, I think there's too much hype on the Jets for a supposed... Uh, There's too much hype for the Jets, who are going to be starting Joe Flacco for a game and maybe some games. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you you listen, if you see people that have been watching the offense, either in preseason or in, you know, in in, in camp or whatever, 
things look better when it's Flacco than Wilson. Now, that is a massive red flag, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is going to help the Jets win games. I just want to be clear. Uh, this could be the team that kind of rivals you as far as uh, bottom of the league record goes. Because yeah. this season should be all about the Jets. The, the, the Jets should have one goal and one goal only this season. Is Wilson good? And if they figure out he's not good, they've got to go do something else. And they took him second overall. So they've got to do everything they can to figure out whether the guy is good. So they go sign Corey Davis. They draft Elijah Moore. Uh, they, they wanted to bolster the offensive line because they went out and they, they signed Lake and Tomlinson. They, they went and got Dwayne Brown because Mekhi Becton was hurt. Like they've, they've went out and, and, and acquired guys in an effort they, to make the situation a little more tenable. But... I I just I don't know about whether Wilson's good and I'm not sure whether there's enough on this team to know whether Wilson's good cuz I've got some questions about the offensive line. Yeah, the offensive line's bad. They did they did have what it is what is being perceived as a very very good draft. They had the three first rounders. Yes. A lot of people think they hit on all three first rounders. We'll wait and see. I did like the guys that they picked with my untrained eye, but you know, a f- so, first yeah, round does like, not yeah. make a team, right? So no, and not I, only that. When it when it comes to figuring out whether this offense is going to be able to move the football, Jermaine Johnson and Sauce Gardner, nice player. Sauce Gardner might be an elite corner. Like he mm-hmm. he looks really good, but that's not going to help them move the football, is it? No. So I'm staring at the Jets getting five and a half games, needing to get the six and an under. That's plus one forty five, Greg. Yeah, under. Under, under for me. You're getting plus one forty five. Where do you stand on Wilson? Where do you stand on Wilson in this moment? In, in this moment, I just—it's wait and see for me. It was weird with him last year. He had some good games. He had some bad, some some bad games, and and uh, he had a couple of games where he was chucking it all all around. But I, I think it's it's weird because a lot of this has to do with the with uh, the division games too like I still see the Jets easily finishing fourth in this division right like the bills are obviously the Super Bowl favorites the Patriots I'm down on this year but I st- I'm not down enough to, enough to say that the Jets are gonna take one or two from them and I know everyone's like the, the, the Dolphins basically have the highest floor or the sorry the uh, the lowest floor highest ceiling team of any team in the National Football League this year because no one knows what the hell's going to happen with Tua but I still don't think the Jets are better than the Dolphins even if Tua is shaky again this year so yeah um, yeah and and with a middle of the pack strength of schedule that they're going to be facing and and like listen you and I are going to be spending a lot of money betting on the New York Jets game to game this year because they're going to have some high lines, especially at home. But we're not betting on the money line. We were betting on the spread. Exactly. So, uh, and maybe a couple times on the money line. We're going to pick our spots on the money line. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it won't be a week-to-week thing with the money line with the Jets. But so I, I just, yeah, there's going to be a lot of spread taking from us week-to-week, I think, with this team. But it's, it's not going to be... Um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's plus one forty five with the Jets, who could be fighting for the top pick in this draft, yeah. right? Like, no, I it's I think that's that's probably that's one of my favorites is them the under because you're getting the nice juice and yeah, that's it's a good bet. All right, Seattle Seahawks also five and a half minus one forty for the over plus one twenty for the under. Most noticeably for this team, they do not have. Russell Wilson under center for hey, the first time. Hey, what team's he on now? 
he is on your Denver Broncos, and we'll get to you'll get oh, cool. to be on that. <laughs> you'll get to discuss that later. Um, it's right now Drew Locke and Geno Smith in a in a in a quarterback in like a quarterback duel right now. They man, they're still gonna run the ball a lot. It's still Pete Carroll. I yeah, just but all the problems that Russell kind of papered over over the years, which is, yeah. oh man, they played badly for for two and a half quarters, and then Russell hits a few deep balls, and yeah, they come pulls, out and they win the game yeah. anyway. Or Russell has a couple of good two minute drills, and that wins in the game anyway. Like he's papered over a lot of problems over the years, and he's not around. Yeah, I'm no fantasy <laughs> expert, but DK Metcalf is a scary, scary. Oh God, yes. Guy, so was Tyler like, Lockett. Yeah, because those guys were both like wide receiver ones, right? Were they not in fantasy? Yeah. And that, and now it's like I don't know, like uh, like yeah, how, like how many yeah, targets like, are going to? Do you, do you yeah. trust? Do you trust Drew Lock to draft these guys high? And like Lockett was valuable specifically because he was playing with a quarterback that throws uh, maybe the best looking deep ball in the NFL. Uh, he does not play with that kind of quarterback anymore. So anyway, that, that's. That's a, a fantasy football conversation, perhaps for a different day. But the, yeah. the, the point is, uh, this team isn't very good. And I think that the fact that this number is as high as it is, is them giving a little bit too much respect to the quote-unquote Seahawks system. And I think if you look at the roster and a couple other things, you, you realize to yourself pretty quickly, the Seahawks system was Russell Wilson pretty quick. And Russell doesn't work here anymore. So, uh, yeah, under for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. And they're playing a division with three excellent teams. Top ten strength of schedule. (laughs) Top ten strength of schedule. And and one team that is good from week to week in Arizona. But yeah. Yeah. This this is this is an under. Yeah. Absolutely under uh, at the five. Getting plus one twenty two on the. uh, That's the only thing I'm I'm kind of scared about is I don't know maybe it's the public just can't see the Seahawks finishing with like five wins or less, but uh, I don't know the plus plus one twenty for some reason that that's raising like a red flag to me. Not, but like a, a, are we getting suckered in red flag, you know, by, by Vegas, but here's something I'll say. And I was saving this note for the Denver conversation. But I'll say it now. People saying, Oh yeah, they lost Wilson, but they did a bunch of other stuff. Well, and still won some games. Blah, 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 blah. In a bad year for Russell Wilson, because he had the broken finger. So that was, uh, mm-hmm. there's a couple of games and he was barely recognizable. A couple of games he missed all this stuff. The Seattle Seahawks finished eighth in passing DVOA last season. Mm-hmm. Eighth. They will not be finishing eighth this year. So what about the rest of the roster makes you think that they can finish a lot better than they did on in literally every other category other than passing DVOA? And to me, there just isn't a lot there that makes me believe that. Like, maybe they run the ball okay, but the offensive line isn't exactly anything to write home about. So uh, it just... Uh, not a good situation, and I don't think it's a very good football team. Uh, yeah, so both of us are saying the under for the Seattle Seahawks. We've agreed on everything so far, but I mean these these are teams that we're, we we love the low the low bet unders. Um, next up, Carolina Panthers six and a half even money going both ways. It's a coin it's a coin flip on both minus one ten going both ways. Six and a half for the Carolina Panthers. Um, Baker Mayfield, under center for them. He uh, has already beaten out Sam Darnold for the job, which, you know, makes sense. The... I don't know, man. I just don't trust Matt Rule. 
Christian McCaffrey can't play a full season. I do like their receivers. I do. I, I am kind of buying. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield. Um, oh my. I, I'm absolutely rooting for him because uh, he gave his shoulder uh, in an yeah. attempt to. And here's the other thing. This is the other reason I'm rooting for Baker. And this, like, yeah. this, this comment got a lot of play at the time. I don't think it's gotten enough play, though is when whoever it was from Cleveland leaked the Browns were looking for an adult in the room at quarterback. Because I guess they didn't like how emotional Baker was sometimes. I was like, okay, fine. But if you're Baker Mayfield and you're like, okay, so they're looking for an adult in the room at quarterback, okay. Wait a minute. Your adult is a fucking serial rapist? Yeah. That's your adult in the room? Like, yeah. Ugh, Jesus. I... That's thing. So, yeah. And it I was really crazy because it's, it's, it was like just as the Cleveland Browns were like kind of becoming this this lovable team. Well, they've all the Browns have always been kind of lovable from a, a lovable loser perspective. Yeah, from the perspective of me. Well, I'm, you know, I also cheer for a lovable loser team and we'll get to them in a bit because there's too much hype around the team that I cheer for. Um, mid-range hype at that. Uh, but, you know, like the, the, the Browns, that, that this photo of the of the you know the jersey with all the Cleveland quarterbacks they've had since like the year 2000 and it's like 24 names long and then they got Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield got them to the playoffs and their face and their arch nemesis in the in the Pittsburgh Steelers and they go to Pittsburgh and win a game and without their remember and remember their coach yeah. wasn't allowed to go to that game because he got covid like yep. 2 days before the game and they dismantled the Steelers in their building and went on, and we're like that weird fumble into the end zone touchback rule uh, away from going to the AFC Championship game again against. I don't remember who they were going to play that year, but they would have beat the Chargers, right? Or not the Chargers? They would have beat the, the Chiefs. And uh, yes, in, in the AFC title game that year, they would have played working backwards. Who did Kansas? Oh God, Tennessee. Yeah, and who knows? They could have beat that Tennessee team. Um, they could have. They could have beat Tennessee. But I and and just the way May, Mayfield played through, like he just he foolishly played through a a, a absolutely bum shoulder. Uh, yeah, I, I hope he's I hope his arms right and I hope he has a good season. I think it's going to be tough. Right out the gate, this team might surprise you. I'm like we're going to have to check in on them week to week. The offense could be good. I'm a little sketchy on the O line. But the skill position guys are there when they're healthy, and mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 tough to say. Well, even if yeah. it's Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. with it, like let's just say they they don't get a ton out of McCaffrey, whatever. Uh, but if it's Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, like it's not like incredible, but that's you can do yeah. that work. Twelfth in strength of so, schedule. The division is is. Is tough with the exception of the Falcons. I do think the Panthers are going to be better than people think. So I'm with the Saints. Bucks are the Bucks. I've already said that. Twelfth um, in strength of schedule. I don't like the six and a half. I think that's exactly where it should be. And getting even money juice. I don't think I'm going to be putting a lot of futures bets on the Panthers. I think the money with the Panthers is going to be in watching them week to week. But uh, water gun to my head, I would probably go under six and a half. What do you think, Greg? I'm taking. I'm taking the over. Okay, all right. I so just, our first disagree. I think, they, I think they figure out enough that they're okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like yeah. I, I, I I don't I don't hate petting the Panthers to make the playoff. Interesting. Okay. So seven NFC playoff teams. Like 
you know, you, and like so, we'll talk about the Saints when we talk about the Saints. But there's a pretty important guy who used to work there. It's not there anymore. And so I, I think that people are getting a, like are penciling in the Saints' offense to be competent, and I'm not necessarily sure about that yet. But uh, either way, uh, it, it, you don't you don't have to think too hard of the uh, di- different ways this team can make the playoffs. They're going to be improving at quarterback dramatically, even though like Mayfield's kind of like you know a middle of the road guy. He's going to be the hell of a lot better than Sam Darnold was a year ago. Hell of a lot better. Uh, so- the defense, I think that, that there's some players in the defense. I think they might be okay there. Um, I don't think it's a well-run franchise, and to be clear, if they make the playoffs, it's probably the worst thing for them. If I were a Panthers fan, I would want to avoid the playoffs just to get Matt Rule out of there, but I think there's a chance it happens. The Panthers are a flat 500 to make the playoffs. Sorry, a flat plus 500 to make the playoffs. I should have said that. I I like that bet. I like that bet a lot, a hell of a lot more than I like uh, playing their their season total. Uh, Yeah, because... Like if you, 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 there's a chance that you like the chances of you hitting that over and them missing the playoffs exist, but they're not huge. So, yeah, bet this, bet them make, bet them make the playoffs instead. Yeah, that's 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 worth a, a that's worth a nickel to me more than the win total. Uh, moving on, a team you and I are pretty high on uh, for you know fantasy type purposes and other type purposes and and gambling type purposes not sure how i feel about the win total the jacksonville jaguars uh six and a half plus 110 for the over minus 130 for the under the most noticeable thing it's it's more or less the exact same roster that they brought in last year with uh the notable obsession of uh travis etienne's actually going to play some games for them this year the big offseason act and christian kirk yeah Oh yeah, they get they bring in Christian Kirk from from Arizona. Uh, so they bring in Zay Jones. Like they had they had some yep. pretty ugly uh, situations at receiver last year. So they bring in yeah Zay, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is in Stewart. too. Yep, Mar- yeah, Marvin yeah. Jones they, they, from yeah Marvin Jones nice nice timing too. They bring mm-hmm. in uh, Brandon Scherf to uh, solidify the offensive line a little bit, yeah. which is good. I, I don't know if the offensive line is going to be good, but Brandon Scherf uh, when he's healthy and on the field is you know a, a very very good professional right guard, and they didn't have that for some of the time last year. So. Uh, yeah, they've brought in some guys, and they had two first-round draft picks and blah, blah, blah. But the biggest thing, which I'm sure you're about to get to, is... Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer. He gone, and Doug Peterson yeah, yeah. is in. Holy God. Now, we, you and I came on this podcast, this exact one last year, and laughed about Urban Meyer. We, we, we were like, he's got, we were like, he's going to be one year and gone. He didn't even last like seven weeks or whatever the fuck it was. What an absolute disaster that was last year and then all this stuff about him kicking his kickers and stuff and then uh, you know the, 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 the not traveling the with, yeah the thing at the or, bar with yeah. the with the lady that not knowing who Aaron Donald was which I still have trouble believing that story I'm like you yeah, cannot like, but here's the thing about here's what I'll tell you about that story and this is what my, like do I like if I had to bet my life on that story being true would I do it no yeah. However, the fact that any of us are like, I wonder if this is true, says yeah. a lot of what you need to know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, we've, we've, we've kind of figured out what we need to see. If someone says, oh, yeah, uh, Urban Meyer was, uh, wasn't quite sure who 99 for the Rams was. Yeah. And the fact that, like, we didn't all instantly dismiss it as we would have done for the 31 other NFL head coaches tells yeah. us what we need to know. Oh, it's it's... 
absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this team. I think this team is just going to, by virtue of an adult being in the room, and the, the Doug Peterson is a coach with a Super Bowl ring. Yep. Trevor Lawrence. And, and look, I know Eagles fans are like, oh, no, I don't know how, how good Doug Peterson is. But, like, you know, if the bar is Urban Meyer, Doug Peterson's quite good. Like, yeah, it, this is I, I in, in a division where I, I like um, I know that a lot of sharps have money on Jags to win. Like they, they, a lot of their like long shot odds that they like are Jags to win the division Jags to, you know, uh, do this because the division's a little bit weak. The Titans, I'm not sold on the Colts. I'm not sold on the Texans. We already took their under. Yep. Um, I like the over for Jacksonville on the six and a half. Uh, I do, I know I've sprinkled some money on their their division stuff, but I I don't recommend that necess- on them like winning the division and making the playoffs, um, which I I prefer their make the playoffs bet as opposed to well I guess if you're gonna sprinkle because if they're making the playoffs they're winning this division right, um, th- it might only take eight nine wins to win this division might take seven wins to win this a seven and ten team could win, theoretically win this division. That would not surprise me at the end of this season. Um, but It would take, like, the exact right distribution of, like, the wins within the division, but it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I think Lauren Ta- Lawrence Taylor is – or Lawrence Taylor, Jesus. Trevor Lawrence, sorry, is going to take a monstrous leap forward. I'd love him for yeah. fantasy purposes if, like, as a, as a like, low by – guy and stuff like that yep. i just no so do i i think that this is yeah. going to be a team that is in a lot of shootouts yeah and i think that that like and and i think the offense will be fine like i don't know if, like you know they'll they'll have some weeks where they move the ball pretty well it might be a little match dependent but like you know christian kirk zay jones marvin jones that's not like incredible from a receiving core standard but it's better than what they had last year uh you're not going to have guys that don't know which route to run because the coaching so bad also a benefit and travis Etienne jr i think is going to catch a ton of balls out of the backfield so yeah mm-hmm. i think that uh there's definitely something to be said for trevor lawrence from a fantasy perspective uh i think that shied khan should uh he like i think that he should have been banned from owning an nfl team for wasting a trevor lawrence here on the urban meyer thing like that yeah. that they should the league should have been like you know actually we're just taking this team from you you don't get this <laughs> yeah uh, or at least he should be suspended for a year as an owner like you yeah. you go away for a year now yourself you think about what you did for a year sir <laughs> like um top five and easiest strength of schedule team too the jacksonville jaguars so easy strength yeah, of schedule. i love the jack over Love the Jags Love over. Love the Jags over. Um, let's get what, to a team. What are, win the NF- what are they to win the AFC South? Sorry, what, what, what's their, what are they pay to win oh, the AFC South? Uh, let me see. You have to give me a second. Uh, you know what? No, I'll look that up while you tee up the next team. Yeah, I'll tee, I'll tee up the next team because the next team is my beloved Detroit Lions who, unfortunately, all of the juice is gone from the Lions. So if you made your Lions bets, um, unfortunately, Craig and I were not on the podcast to tell you to bet the Detroit Lions a month and a half ago when the getting was good. The getting is no longer good with the Detroit Lions. They are six and a half as well. Uh, minus 120 uh, on the over, plus 100. The Sharps came in, and when the Lions, the juice on the Lions, I think the Lions actually opened up at five and a half, same as last year, and the Sharps got it up to six and a half, and when the when it was six and a half, the Sharks still came in because the juice was at like plus 120 
and now it's at minus 110. So the Sharps came in, and then the public also came in on the Lions after Hard Knocks came out. And this happens every year with public perception is the public watches coaches give fire and brimstone type speeches in on hard knocks and they go oh fuck this team's gonna you see that speech that was like some friday night light shit or any given sunday shit and now you know that team is gonna love that guy they're gonna go through a brick wall and this this team is gonna go on and 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 win all sorts of games and while i do think the lions are going to be much improved I do think that they're going to be a pretty fun team to watch. They do have, much like the Jacksonville Jaguars, a top five in terms of strength of schedule, uh, in terms of ease uh, in strength of schedule. Penny Sewell has looked like a beast. They add Aiden Hutchinson, who looks like he, you know, in, in the preseason, looks like he's just going to be a, a guy, like a, just a, a, like a great guy. And... You know, T.J. Hawkinson was a was a big get uh, get last year. Who flipped more fantasy leagues last year? Who decided more fantasy leagues last season than Amon Ross St. Brown? Uh, <laughs> than, than, yep. uh, yeah, who decided more fantasy playoffs than Amon Ross St. Brown last year? They bring in D.J. Chark. It's it's a there's a lot to like about what the Lions are doing. I personally am excited, actually ex- somewhat excited to watch this team play games. That said, their quarterback is still Jared Goff. It's it's still a second-year head coach. I do like Dan Campbell. Uh, he turned me around on him, but this is still the same Lions team that is struggles with special teams. The defense is like a, a year or two away. They really don't have a quarterback. We gotta we gotta pump the brakes on this Lions team. There's a lot of like Lions to win the division because the North is is a little. It's a little wishy-washy this year, but it's not as wishy-washy as you think. And, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to be fun. The six and a half, I think they're going to be right around five, six wins. Um, gun to my head, I'd probably go under. I don't see the Lions team winning seven games. But I think they're going to be I fine. I think this is, the, this is the right spot for the Lions because if it was five yeah. and a half, I'd be over. Yeah, because uh, and, and uh, the juice is gone. The I, juice, I, like we discussed, I, the, the value's gone. Yeah, I lean under here. Uh, yeah, but I like uh, they're they're going to finish ahead of Chicago. They're a better yeah, team Chicago. Than we're gonna we're gonna the Bears are next. We're gonna get to the Bears. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I but here's the thing though. I like the franchise's direction. For yeah, for the first like, time in my life, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff that they're doing is consistent and it makes sense as far as. This is how we're going to build this football team. You know what I mean? Like it, it, like it makes sense. And did they go out this off season and spend a huge amount of money? No, they didn't. They go out and they sign a DJ Chark. They go out and they acquire, you know, real life NFL players to play defense for them, but not guys they have to spend a ton of cash on. Reason being. They don't want to get into those big commitments now. They're going to wait till they get the quarterback thing settled. Maybe as soon as next season where they have yeah. two first-round picks in the draft. And then figure that out. Uh, so I think that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, the spot that I'd be concerned about costing them actual wins here is a secondary. Yes. Because you don't know what Jeff Okuda is. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be cool if he was healthy and out there and, and, and being a productive corner for them. I hope so, but we'll see. 
Uh, and then you look at kind of the rest of the rest of the roster when it comes to the secondary, and you're thinking to yourself, ah, this, uh, this is. Yeah. They could be a team that, depending on what Goff is able to accomplish, they could be another team that's in a lot of shootouts because they're giving up a ton of big plays and they'll be making a few big plays of their own, too. Yeah, agreed. And, like, Okuda was hurt last year in his first year, right? So we we don't know what well, he second. is yet. Second year, true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we don't know what he is. Uh, but he had a pretty bad injury in the reports of camp out of camp so far that uh, – uh, hasn't looked, you know, where, where you'd want him to be, but you know, it's still, still early on. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's a write-off, but what do you get out of him in 2022? That's, that's hard to, to count on as far as uh, him being uh, a big-time positive contributor. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got water gun to my head. It's under for the Detroit Lions. It sounds like we're both hand under, but don't bet it. Val, like if you didn't bet it a month ago, values completely sucked out of the Detroit Lions. So stay away. Next up, the Chicago Bears, also 6.5. This is a massive under. I have a, yeah. I have money. Yeah, and the Sharps came in and completely hammered the under because the juice on the under is minus 190. Um, they are plus 150. If you're going to get the Bears under, you had to get them a month ago. They are... A, this is an awful roster. Like I'm looking at it right now. They don't have I like I'm not sold on Justin Fields and who are these guys he's throwing the ball to? It it like Byron Pringle and Terrell Mooney. Equiminius St. Brown, Byron Pringle. Like and to me, this is and look, I get it. They had to have a bit of a financial reckoning. So they trade off uh Khalil Mack and a few other guys and they had to eat big cap hits in order to do that. I get it. But to me, Shouldn't this year have been about figuring out, hey, is Justin Fields any good? Like, shouldn't that have been what this season's about for them? And if that's the case, what kind of answers are you going to get with this offensive line and this group of pass catchers? You won't know yeah. whether Justin Fields is any good. Like, or at the very least, that maybe he comes out and plays well with this group and like, oh, wow, this guy is something. But I think the most likely scenario is he comes out and plays poorly, and you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, is he playing poorly because of him, or is he playing poorly because of the lack of talent around him? And you won't know. So what are you doing? Yeah, this is, this I is a disaster. Don't get, I don't get it. Because we look at what Detroit's doing, right? We just talked about, hope. this is what the Lions are doing. It makes sense. They're trying to, so they go get Panay Sewell, obviously, in the draft, and they get a couple of other guys as far as uh, – um, solidifying the offensive line and things along those lines. Because they want to have a solid group in there of pass catchers and O-linemen when they get the quarterback, who, whenever that is. Uh, Chicago's gone the other way, whereas they don't have solid anything, but they have the quarterback, or so they believe. So I just don't know if they're going to get any firm answers on who that quarterback is going forward because of the very likely scenario here of the offense looking bad. And at the end of the season, if you're a Bears executive or a Bears fan, you're looking at the situation and thinking to yourself, wait, is our offense bad because Justin Fields isn't any good? Or because the skill position around him, the skill guys around him weren't any good? And you won't know. You probably won't know. And that is a very, very, very ugly situation because you're wasting a year of Justin Fields and you're wasting a year of figuring out whether Justin Fields is the guy. So, yeah, big under for Chicago for me. It's, uh, it's a really bad situation, which I will say... Ryan Poles and, and Matt Eberflus, the guys who run this team now, not their yeah. fault. They were kind of pushed into this mess with the salary cap 
by a previous regime. This has nothing to do with them, but this is the spot they found themselves in. Yeah, and that's what we were going to say. New head coach, Matt Eberflus. It, it's, it's, this is a bad roster. It's a bad team. It's, it's going to be a tough division because, um, for them, because they don't have the talent. The Lions are, are seem to, you know, their arrows pointing up. The Browns' arrows pointing down. Say what you will about the Vikings. There's still a lot of, and Kirk Cousins, there's still a lot of solid pieces on the Vikings, and I think the Vikings will. I like Vikings over this season. Yeah, I do too, and I think they'll potentially contend for the, uh, for the division lead. I know we're all down on Aaron Rodgers as a person, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. And, and I, even though he doesn't have Devonte Adams there anymore, he's still going to be Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to figure some shit out and that makes them automatically better than the bears. So this, this is a, a lock under for me. Unfortunately, you needed to get this a month ago because the value's gone in the minus 195. I have a bet that I placed a month ago that's the exact same as the Falcons, which is I bet that I bet the Falcons and the Bears both uh, to have the worst record, like because I like their odds to have the worst record in the uh, NFL when all this is said and done. And I think I think there's a very good chance that the Bears uh, have the first overall pick and, next year and are wondering and and have the big do we move on from Justin Fields conversation all off season. Um, so yeah. We'll see. It, yeah. I will say this. If I were a quarter, a quarterback team, a team that needs a quarterback what? and the bears are, the bears are, well, this, this, what I'm about to say will not be available to Detroit. Fair, uh, yeah. and the bears, Cause they're not going to trade within division, right? Yeah. They're not going to like have Justin Fields burn them twice a season. Uh, yeah. but if I, let's just say it gets to the end of the year, and you're the Texans, and you're looking at yourself, oh, I don't know if I'm going to, oh, we can have Justin Fields for, like, a third? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the sort of move I would make. If that if the Bears go the other direction, I don't know what they'll do. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely a team I could see finishing in last. Yeah. In the league, not the division. I think them finishing last in the division is a very, very, very strong possibility. But they could definitely finish last in the league. Next up, the New York Giants. Seven is their over/under win total. Uh, even money going both ways. Uh, I like their over, but it's tough. I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. I don't understand why we're still doing this with Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. Kenny Galladay looks atrocious in preseason right now, and they paid him a lot of money out of Detroit, right? Uh, yeah, that's an awkward contract. That is an awkward yeah. contract. Kayvon Thibodeau had that weird crackback block that had uh, all of the like former NFL linemen <laughs> basically arguing on Twitter for like two days straight uh, about whether or not that was, you know, a dirty hit Andrew or whatnot. Twitter, by the way. Andrew Whitworth I and I follow each other on Twitter. Really good offensive oh. lineman follow. He's really good. Um, nice. But yeah. Uh, and he was saying, no, this is a fine block. But of course, all the defensive linemen were saying this is completely inappropriate. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty quick to figure out sort of what way the lines were going. Uh, as for the Giants, uh, again, this is a team with a new regime who was handed a lot of not so great situations. Yeah. Brian Dayball the was their biggest acquisition this offseason for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they basically are locked into the guys they have right now. Even Galladay, he's got dead money on his deal uh, until 2025 if they release him after this season. Like, that's a long time to have dead money on your deal, man. Like, that's three years um, 
they gave they gave him a ton of money, and it just simply has not worked out. Uh, they owe a bunch of other guys money too. James Bradbury's on the hook for eleven million. Logan Ryan eleven million. Nate Soldier four million. Kyle Rudolph, who's on this team for ten minutes, he's got two and a half million dollars of dead cap money. Uh, yeah, this is not a good team, not in a good spot. I like Brian Dable, and what the Giants do have going for them is if there are any questions left about Daniel Jones, which I don't think there are, but if in someone anywhere in the universe has some question about whether Daniel Jones is a good NFL quarterback, we will figure that out this year because you look at the roster and you think to yourself, okay, they've got some good offensive linemen. They've got Neil. They've got Andrew Thomas. They've, they spent some, some draft capital there to, to, to figure that situation out. They have Kenny Galladay, which not a great contract, but he's at least like a legitimate NFL receiver. We've seen him do this in the past at the very least. They have Sterling Shepard. They've got, they have Kadarius Tony. They've got legitimate NFL players around Darius Slayton too around Daniel Jones to figure out whether Daniel Jones is good. I suspect we will figure out that he is not good because that's the way this typically goes. Uh, he is the latest in the line of quarterbacks in the last couple of years where they say, well, Josh Allen didn't figure it out until this. When you look at Josh Allen's career trajectory, though, it's basically singularly unique amongst every quarterback in the last 30 years. So I think teams counting on... Like, oh, maybe this is our Josh Allen are being a little bit foolish. Now, I don't think the Giants are doing that, to be clear. This is a new regime. They've got no attachment to Daniel Jones. They're just doing this because they didn't want to burn a top 10 pick, two of them, on a quarterback this year, which I think was the right decision. So we'll see where the Giants are after this season, but they may be one of those teams who's looking for that QB. You're not going to believe this, Craig, but all four NFC North teams have the top and easiest of strength of schedule. Oh, really? Commanders, well, yeah, Cowboys, Eagles, NFC. Giants. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our NFC East, but yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is not surprising to me at all. Yeah, because they get to play each other. Uh, <laughs> what are going to do ahead? Giants over under seven. Oh, God, under. The, the, this, uh, that's a big time under for me. Okay. I, th- I, I think I'd go over. I think I'd go over. I get a weird feeling around the, the nigh Giants is here. Uh, but not strong enough to place money on it. Uh, Steelers, seven also is their win total. Minus 125, plus 105. Uh, most notable thing going on with them. Uh, first time they will not have Ben Roethlisberger under center. It's looking like the Mitch Trubisky show right now. It doesn't seem like Kenny Pickett is going to be unwrapped just yet. Uh, George Pickens has a lot of fantasy owners salivating at the mouth right now with some of these. Uh, I, I mean, it's Mike Tomlin. He never finishes below 500. Is he going to start now? I say no. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Steelers over, even though it's a, it's a somewhat uh, tough division. I, I just, un, until Mike Tomlin goes below 500, this is like with the Ravens preseason uh, win streak record. Until I see it, I'm not going to bet against it. So I'm, I'm going to go over on the Steelers. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go over on the Steelers from this perspective. Uh, they've improved a quarterback. Yeah. Have they not? Like, he, isn't that very good? Ben Roethlisberger, I think, had a sub, like, it, it was like low 30s QBR for the season last year. He was a corpse. He was an absolute corpse of himself. Yeah, bad. Um, so, yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah. I'm thinking that he's. Uh, I think they're they're going to be they're going to be fine there. Uh, they'll be good on defense, and yeah, give me the over on seven for sure. 
Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. Uh, moving on, the Washington Commanders, Craig. Our first time. What are, what are your thoughts on the Commanders' uh, nickname? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I think they should have stuck with Washington Football Team. Yeah, I mean, m- maybe uh, that, or at least fine. go with the, or at least go with the Red Tails thing. That that was real dope. I I don't like yeah, that. That's sort of cool too. Like I like I, Commanders is fine. I just it, it could have been better. Yeah, it's it's kind of boring. It's kind of boring. Um, but here we are. They got Carson Wentz under center for however many games before they give it over to Tyler Heineke. I would be stunned if Tyler Heineke isn't uh, starting some games for them this year, right? Um, Do you think Wentz is getting hurt? Do you think Wentz is going to get benched for Heineke? Because I don't think Wentz is getting benched for Heineke. You don't think so? I I think I think it'll be one or the other right like i just i i don't like, know do you see him play do you like, see carson you've wentz given, playing a full seven second given up hypothetically a second and a third to go get carson Wentz. so like you know taylor heineke is not going to be a long-term answer as a starter as an nfl quarterback fine backup but he's not a long-term answer as a starter as an nfl quarterback the arm strength isn't there no. um so I, I just think that you're just gonna you're just gonna figure out what Wentz is, and unless he is horrific, I'm talking about multiple Jacksonville games for Carson Wentz. I don't see them bailing on him. Like they're they're gonna figure out what they've gotten him, and I don't think it's much, but you know what Taylor Heineke is. Taylor Heineke is a decent NFL backup. Can Carson Wentz be a decent NFL starter is what you've got to figure out this season if you're the Washington football team. Or, sorry, Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can keep calling on the Washington football team if you want. To know. It's better than what yeah, we used no, to have. I, I swear. have no problem with that. Yeah, it's better than the swear jar that we used to have for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the big one for this is uh, they got to get Chase Young off the PUP, right? Like that's the yes. – uh, Yeah, that's that is the – uh, Issue, yeah. So I, I, I'm. By the way, I do want the under of Washington Football Team. I just Me don't too. think it's going to be a really good team. Um, Antonio Gibson's I, I, fumbling more than usual. <laughs> like he's fumbling more yeah, than well, usual. He's, he's Chase Young's not up. Yeah, Antonio Gibson's turning kicks in the preseason. So yeah, I'm not sure if that's that a smart I think thing. tells you what you need to know about how the team's feeling about Antonio Gibson these days. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot to not necessarily like about this team, obviously. That's some questions about the offensive line. I do like Jahan Dotson. I do like mm-hmm. Jahan Dotson. And obviously, Terry yeah. McLaurin's extremely good. And say what you about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback Terry McLaurin's ever had. And he's yeah. this is his fourth, we're starting his fourth NFL season. And Carson Wentz is easily the best quarterback he's ever had. Oh, I hate that that's true. I really hate that that's true. Here's, here's uh... a prediction. If Carson Wentz gets benched this year, it's for Sam Howell, not for Taylor Heineke. Fair. I'll 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 uh, I'll, I'll I'll buy that. Um, next up, the New Orleans Saints, eight and a half minus one hundred five uh, for the over, minus one fifteen for the under. Um, most noticeable thing for them: Dennis Allen, head coach. Sean Payton not coaching the New Orleans Saints for the first time in what seems like forever. Uh, big rumor there is that he's going to take a year off before coaching the taking over the uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, gig. Um, Winston back under center for them. Michael Thomas potentially back for them. Okay. That's that's a big one. Uh, you know they they still. Uh, 
they, they still got Alvin Kamara, although like they, they've traded the Michael Thomas drama for some Alvin Kamara drama all of a sudden. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, eight and a half is such a great number. Uh, this is this is the, the the New Orleans Saints to me have been the biggest debate amongst the sharps. Uh, I've seen some sharps coming in on the you know the Saints are like I've seen a lot, I've seen some sharps betting Saints to just be complete disasters uh, like maybe finishing bottom five in the league type stuff. And then I've seen some of them picking them to maybe win the division because they seem to have the Bucks number in the because I don't think they've lost to the Tom Brady Bucks in the regular season. I think they lost that one playoff game, which you know that sucks, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, I think water gun to my head. I would go Saints under eight and a half. I'm not a big Jameis Winston believer, and uh, then they just got like Andy Dalton and Ian Book saw some time for them last year, and most notably they don't have Sean Payton calling games for them this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I got water gun to my, my head. I'm, I'm going under. So uh, what's Sean, you on the yeah, eight and a half? I, I, I'm saying under for sure. Uh, here's why. For starters, you know, they, they, this is a nice-looking defense on paper, but, you know, that, that's a harder thing to predict year after year, so there's that. Secondly, people are saying, oh, yeah, the offense is going to be fine. How do we know that? Yeah. Like, okay, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jar- Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara, like they've got some it's guys. It's a great <laughs> fantasy team. It's, it's a great fantasy team. A lot of, <laughs> lot of names you're going to have in fantasy, right? Right. I, I think that's well, why, right? But here's the other thing, something that we have to consider about this from a fantasy perspective, too. Uh, you said it. Sean Payton isn't the head coach of this team anymore. So is Pete Carmichael, does he have enough of the Sean Payton juice? This offense is going to look exactly like Sean Payton's. Everything's going to be fine. Maybe, but I don't know. Like, what? I don't know that. Uh, like, if Sean Payton was still the head coach of this team, I'm taking the over. He's not, so give me the under. Yeah. That's about as, that's about as good analysis as you're going to need, I think. Uh, next up. The where are we here? We're at the Raiders. The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Eight and a half minus one thirty plus one ten. Um, big offseason acquisition for them. Josh McDaniels, head coach. A lot of, a lot of. Actually, sorry, that's a lie. Second biggest thing was Josh McDaniels. Yeah, they added the Devontae Adams. Sorry, I forgot. I completely glossed over the Devontae Adams thing. So you're adding Devontae Adams to a. Already very good receiving core that had Hunter Renfro doing a lot of good stuff last year. And that was with Darren Waller out for most of the last in and out, in and out of the lineup and, and missing for most of the season uh, last year to go along with Josh Jacobs, who has had a pretty good season. Um, and Derek Carr, who at this point I think is underrated. Um, you know, they, 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 they bring in Chandler Jones and, to Adam to Max Crosby and whatnot, even though Chandler Jones not quite what he was, but I mean it's Devonte Adams is the big is the big one here. It's going to be a very fun offense. Not sure how I feel about it. Very tough division. The toughest division we've seen in any sport in a long, long time. I think like the Raiders might win nine games and be the fourth best team in this division, right? Like this is this is insane. Uh, th- this AFC West. Uh, Raiders eight and a half. What do you think, Craig? Under. Under. Now I have to ask: Is this is this the Craig Needles the gambler, or is this Craig Needles the Broncos fan talking? 
Well, here's here's something that I think is true no matter whether we're talking to Craig Needles the Gambler or Craig Needles the Bronco yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots finished 10th in offensive DVOA this past season, mostly running the ball and doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. Before that, Josh McDaniels had never finished in the top 20. Top 20 in DVOA without Tom Brady quarterback. It never mm-hmm. happened. Seems relevant to me. Uh, whether it's the Denver thing, when he was in St. Louis, like, and look, those teams weren't exactly loaded with offensive Hall of Famers. I'm not saying they were. I just don't know if we should necessarily be counting on all the levers to be pulled when they're supposed to be when we're looking at a guy whose history of being successful in the NFL is very, very clearly linked to a player who's not on this team. That's that's just that's the truth. That whether whether I like the Broncos or I like gambling or somewhere in between, everything I just said is true. So, okay. uh, look, this offense should be good. The I, I think at the end of the day they're probably going to be fine. If you have Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and Derek Carr, you're going to figure out ways to move the football. Almost no matter who you have calling the plays. But I don't know if it's going to be an elite offense. Is McDaniel's going to be able to do that for them? I suppose we'll see. The other thing is. Like, look at the secondary. Like, it's not oh, good. it is bad. Yeah. So you, you... this is going to be a team that I think is going to get into a lot of 35-31s, and we'll see which side of the 35-31s they're on. This is a legitimate fantasy football team. Like, this is as if you oh, yeah. let, like, like a, a, a guy who's some sort of fantasy football champion run or build an NFL roster from scratch. This is what you, this is what you would get. Um, for all the reasons you laid out, and more, I completely agree with you. The Las Vegas under eight and a half is one of my locks for this year, um, specifically because of the Josh McDaniels thing. I think Josh McDaniels is overrated. I think he is a never was. I think he has been carried by Bill Belichick and Tom Brady his entire life. I think what he did uh, with the Bron- with your team, the Broncos back in the day, was a joke. I think what he did uh, with accepting the head coach in Indianapolis is and then backing out right away is the, Josh McDaniels is a fucking clown is what I'll say. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a terrible head coach. And I am, uh, I have the Raiders as a, as a lock under in what is, and it's a shame because I think this is going to be a damn fun team to watch. And it's just not going to be good when you see like Devonte Adams celebrating touchdown. And then they cut back to that little twerp, Josh McDaniels celebrating on the sideline. Uh, I, really like i i really like this under this is a lock under for me uh so yeah so we're both taking the under on the las vegas raiders uh next up the arizona cardinals eight and a half what an inauspicious offseason this team had good god um they're gonna be without deandre hopkins suspension rise for is it six or seven games i don't remember off the top six of my games. head six games deandre hopkins is going to be back for they just signed kyler murray to the highest uh contract in the history of the national football league and then had this whole embarrassing just just absolutely embarrassing like that the, is with, with the like, study tape thing and, in the room we're not yeah. a single person this is a stupid idea why are we doing this and yeah. I'm not talking about just from the team perspective. Why in the hell did Kyler Murray's agent let that stay in that contract? I don't know. Like, what the hell are you it, thinking? Protect your client. 
And then let and then let it get out that it was in there. Yeah. It's like, what well, are you doing? Well, here's the thing. So, look, the leak was on the team side. There's no way Kyler Murray's people are leaking that out. So the yeah. leak was on the team side that it's there. Now, why did someone on the team leak that? I don't know. But the leak was on yeah. the team side. You have to suspect. Uh, so did they want to do it that to kind of like send Kyler a message publicly? Did they want that drama? I don't know. I, I can't figure out why they would have done it. But the fact that his agent didn't say when that deal was signed, A, no one read it. Maybe that was it. Or B, someone read it and said, oh, this can be in there. It's fine. Not realizing the absolute embarrassment that was going to be. Like, jeez. That's just bad representation, Kyler. I'm sorry, but it is. I, I wish we could have seen I, I wish there was a Manning cast for when that got out. I would have loved to have seen Peyton Manning. Four hours? Be, uh, yeah, it'd be like, four hours? <laughs> like, I knocked that out on a Monday. I that twice a day when I play. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. He's like, I knocked that out on a Monday before lunch. Right? Like, <laughs> like just, are you kidding me? Right? Like, I just like, oh, God. Hilarious. If yeah, we I just play, If you were playing on the East Coast, I would have that done by the time the plane got back to Denver. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just, oh, God. God in heaven. Um, uh, wild under for me with the Cardinals, eight and a half. They have the second hardest strength of schedule. Um, they're in a tough division. They got the defending Super Bowl champions in there. They got a damn good 49ers team. The, you know, the Cardinals, they're going to win a few. They're going to lose a few. I'm not saying that they're going to be hot garbage or anything like that. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't trust. Um, this team in the Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury era, they get hot in the first eight games and then fall apart in the last eight games. I don't expect the season to be any now different. Now the first eight games, they have no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and now, exactly, and now for a big chunk of those first eight games, they don't have arguably the best player on their roster, so a wild under Whoops. for me. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm I'm all over the under for this one. All over. Yeah. Alright, Cardinals under. Uh, next up, the New England Patriots, eight and a half, minus 125, plus 105. I mean, what are we doing here? This is this is an under. This is an under. Like I, there's like I will say this. The division is what? What would sus. this line be? The division is suspect. I agree. What would yeah. this line be if we put this exact roster into the Madden randomizer, and it was with any other team with any other coach? Like five, <laughs> like five, maybe five and six. a half, probably. Maybe yeah, six. Maybe yeah, maybe six. I don't know, but it's not this. So, yeah. like, everything that, that goes to logic says take the under. Mm-hmm. Everything that goes to logic says the under is what you do. Yeah. But I am not sure I'm going to take the under with Belichick. That being said, I'm sitting here looking at the Our Lads depth chart, as I do for all these teams to come through, of course. Staring uh, at I'm it getting, right now. Yep, myself. Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> DVOA rankings. and Tremendous and website. Sponsor our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I look over here at uh, the coaching staff, and we got head coach Bill Belichick, of course, defensive coordinator Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's a name I recognize next to. Yeah, yeah. there's a name I ne- <laughs> recognize next to the letters O and C. Yeah. What the hell is this? Um, 
I don't know about this. Like, yeah, that's a big reason why I like the under. And yeah, yeah, I, I, like the under. And here's another one where could you imagine if any other NFL team had said, "Oh yeah, Matt Patricia is our offensive coordinator." What the reaction would have been? Yeah, the Patriots, especially after. Okay. The and the Detroit do. Lions, who have had a insane history of all-time embarrassments, especially at the coaching position, he is the he is the all-time embarrassment. Like he came in thinking he was going to turn this the turn the Lions into the New England Patriots, and the Lions were going to win thirty fucking Super Bowls or whatever the hell it was, or have thirty years of success like the Patriots. Like, oh my God, it was fucking embarrassing. And not only that, uh, but he got that job because he's worked his way up on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And now he's an <laughs> offensive coordinator? What's that even mean? And he was never good at the defensive side of the ball. That was yeah, the Patriots fan. Hey, hey oh. maybe he's good at offense, and that was his skill all along. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, if you're taking the under, that is definitely a reason to go ahead and do so. But, like, but like I don't know. Mac Jones is throwing a ball at some okay guys, I guess. And they'll be able to run yeah, I, the ball you back. Yeah, I but. guess uh, you know that like they're gonna pick on the Jets like they do, but they also had the weird loss of the Dolphins every year. And I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I'm sorry, I'm not. His his peripherals were awful last year, and he you know shows one like there's one photo of him looking in shape three months ago, and everybody's like great and it's like well yeah i mean why didn't you do that last year first off but like yeah uh, i thought you were an nfl quarterback what's going on with this yeah now i realize he, he you know maybe he was like okay that was tougher than i thought it was going to be because, and i gotta you know i commend him for getting better but christ here's the thing with I, jones and people said it when he was drafted and it, it, it it's somewhat relevant when mac jones made his bones if you will uh in college at alabama Look at the names of the dudes he was throwing to. <laughs> like, all like, collegiate-level like, guys, okay. Heisman yeah. Trophy guys. Yeah, he yeah. Was <laughs> a bunch of guys who were too good for that level against a bunch of corners who are not playing in the NFL right now for the most part. So, yeah, of course the offense is going to look great. Now, he was fine for the ish. first season. I just don't, like, fine-ish. But, like, I just don't see what the skill level is that is going to improve that makes him better than fine. Yeah. Like the arm strength is not going to be there. Like it's he's never going to be a big arm guy. He's never going to be a really mobile guy. Like okay, so he's going to be accurate. That 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 that's fine. That that's okay. It's not bad to be accurate, of course. But if that's the only thing that you do, if, like it just really puts a ceiling on your on what your offense can be. Yeah, it's bad. Um. Yeah, I'm going Patriots under. What, what say you? I'm I'm loving the plus one hundred five on the under. I don't hmm? have the stones in the over. I don't have the stones to take the under. I'm taking uh, the over. Well, one of these days is going to fuck up for New England. I'm going to be right there to take the under. What's the juice on the over? What's the juice on the over? Minus one, minus one twenty-five. So it's not that bad. It's not oh, a terrible okay. take. Taking the over and trusting Bill Belichick is not like, hey, we've made a lot of money trusting Bill Belichick over the last twenty years, Craig. And so there's nothing wrong with that. I I just think. I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going under on the Patriots, but I think eight and a half is such a great line for this team, and the juice is where it should be. Um, the Miami Dolphins, uh, nine, plus 105 over, minus 125 under. Mike McDaniel is the big new uh, head coach that they've got there after. Tyreek Hill's on this team now. That's something. 
Yeah, and then Tyreek Hill was the other was the other big uh, come up from this one that nobody's that one came out of nowhere. Uh, he's in from Kansas City. It, it's just interesting to see what uh, Mike McDaniel's is or Mike McDaniel's going to do after Brian Flores was fired and just the the tire fire that came with that. It just comes down to what the hell is Tua Tagovailoa going to do, right? Like, is, yeah. is he – like, it's the, this This is the most high-variance team that we have in the, the, tw- the 2022 National Football League season. The Miami Dolphins are the highest-variance team. I don't know if I'm a Tua believer because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm also not willing to just say that he can't do it like I am with, say, a Daniel Jones Right, like so. Water gun to my head, though. I'm going under. I am going under on the nine because I I I think Tua crashing and burning and the Dolphins burning a year, but there's also a chance that Mike McDaniel is just just a a great guy, you know, just just a the guy. And and yeah, I think that's possible. And here's the other thing I'll say. Uh, they had some optionality coming out of this year when it came to the quarterback situation where they had they have their pick and the 49ers pick in the first round. Now, all of a sudden, they don't have their own pick anymore. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe you shouldn't recruit Tom Brady when he's on other teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't do that. Um, anyway, they don't have that. Uh, so I think that Tua might be there for the next little bit. But if it gets real ugly... Couldn't you kind of see Teddy Bridgewater coming in and being kind of a calming influence that wins him a few games? Potentially. Very, very potentially. I could see that. It's, it's definitely going to be him over Skylar Thompson, that's for sure. You would but think so. Like, uh, yeah. But, yeah. So, they're, they're going to be better on the offensive line. They're not going to be good on the offensive line. They'll be better. Like, they go sign Teron Armstrong. He's a nice player to go get. Now, the question is, is he going to be on the field? Uh, but I think that uh, – I think they're going to be in a good spot. I like, uh, I, I I like the team. I think that they've got some good players on a few different spots on the roster. They got a nice secondary. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say that Mike McDaniel's the right. guy. Yeah, I love it. I like, I love it. I love the glass half full uh, optimism you have with the Dolphins. Let's root. I'm going to root for that for sure because it's it's them being good is uh, ooh is obviously very very much. Uh, part of my the Patriots don't make the playoffs uh, and, and, and are under. So, uh, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm more attached to that than, than I am to the Dolphins. So uh, they, they play each other week one. So we might just fight, like we might just find out week one uh, Dolphins or Patriots right out the jump. Right. Oh, like, that, so. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We, we, we might just solve the Dolphins V Patriots thing week one. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see how that goes. Uh, next up, the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans nine wins, minus one fifteen for the over, minus one, or sorry, one oh five for the over, one fifteen for the under. Uh, so a little more juice on the under. The Sharps came in hard and hammered the uh, the Titans under. Uh, they. I love the Titans. I'm I'm too late on it, but I love it. The Titans under. Sorry, you cut out a little bit there. I like the Titans under, but I'm too late. Yeah, on. yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you needed it a month ago. It's still not bad with the minus one fifteen juice. It's just this, this is the regression 
team this year, right? Like this is this is the team everybody is picking to fall back to the wayside. They won so many shitty games that they should not have won last year. Uh, close games too, which you know they that like that always comes back. Like there's that like much like baseball has the one run game thing and the one score in the one score games in the NFL. It's basically considered luck and. Uh, they had a lot of it last year, and it's expected to, you know, regress back to the mean. They didn't have Derrick Henry for a big chunk of last season. Uh, he's back and presumably fully healthy. Ryan Tannehill's there. Uh, I just, I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill guy, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the under. So uh, we're both taking the oh, under. Oh, yeah. No, A.J. Brown, like, that's a big part of this. Yeah, that's the thing. Lost A.J. Brown, traded to the Eagles. Uh, not sure who's really gonna. Yeah, like who's catching the balls for them this year? Like that's the thing is well, like how they, many they times did go, go out and get Robert Woods? Which yeah, you know, but he's not the big body AJ Brown that you need for the way Ryan for the style Ryan Tannehill plays, yeah. where it's just like throw it in a vicinity and go get it right. Like yeah. and Traylon Burks is the guy that picked with the, with the Brown pick. I suspect that their hope was, hey, why don't we just do what Minnesota did with Stephon Diggs, trade him for a first, and then get a guy who's just as good with the pick. Uh, that often doesn't work out. And when I say often, I mean almost every other time but that one. So yeah. good luck with that. But I, uh, I, I think that they're going to have a hard time throwing the ball this year. Uh, we'll see what they can get off of play action. They're, they're going to be able to get people on play action for sure, but it's going to be a tough situation for them. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Minnesota Vikings. Nine is their win total, minus 125 uh, for the over, plus 105 for the under. Um, this is another team the Sharps are a little bit mixed on. There's some Sharps that have come in on the Vikings over. A, a lot of them come in on the over, and I, I well, the, the big debate is, the, is whether or not they can win the division amongst the Sharps, uh, from what I've seen. Kevin O'Connell... Yeah, I think so, too. I, I like them to win the division. I got a little bit sprinkled on them to win the North. Um, it's, you know, it's it's just they're going to go as far as Kirk Cousins will take them. They got Kevin O'Connell now as the new head coach. We'll see what, what happens there. It's just, man, uh, they this is a lot of years with a, a very good roster. They got Thielen and Jefferson. Is just, is there a better one-two in the the NFL right now? I don't know. Um, Dalvin Cook is back. Should be healthy. It's a good team. Uh, the only thing that sucks is can the, the thing that's going to be the, the the difference for me in the division. Can they avoid the choke job in one of the two games against Green Bay that befells them pretty much every year in the Kirk Cousins era? Can they not do that this year? That because that might be what decides the division between them and Chris. This division between them and Green Bay. I I completely dismissing all the Lions hype from earlier. The Lions are not winning this division. I don't get that where that came from. Uh, but yeah, I, I I like this Vikings team. I like the over. They got a a fairly easy strength of schedule. Uh, they're they're. Bottom, their top ten in terms of uh, easiest strength of schedule. I, I like the I like the Vikings. I'm going over. What do you think? I love the over. I think that, and I, th- I like them to win the division too. Um, yeah. Not that I think that it's like it's more it's more likely than not Green Bay wins, but with the price you're getting on Minnesota to win the division, that's a good price for me. Yes, very good, very good. 
it, it's yeah, it's it's extremely good price. Um, yeah, so we're both going over on the Minnesota Vikings. The Cleveland Browns, uh, nine and a half, minus one ten, going both ways. Under, under for me. Fuck this team. Absolutely fuck this team. Uh, like. Brissett's going to be their quarterback for 11 games before they get a serial molester back as their quarterback. A guy they knew about. A guy they knew. I just, I, I like, I don't believe in karma, but, like, Jesus Christ. A guy they knew. Like, they knew. They knew. I'm, I'm doing yeah. the, 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 the I'm doing the fucking line from from I'm doing the the the, the Hulk line from that one movie about the Spotlight. Catholic priest Spotlight. Thank you. Uh, I'm doing the they knew thing right here because they knew and otherwise and they they admitted that they knew in the way they structured his contract so that he wouldn't get fucking hammered as hard with the with the fine this year and it was like go fuck yourself. And with Deshaun Watson, and it's 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 absolutely disgusting. I hate it. I hate that one of my biggest scores of all time. Like every time I look at Deshaun Watson, I should think that guy was responsible for one of my biggest scores ever. I think you got in on that too, Craig. When Clemson, when when he led Clemson to that national title, uh, when they when they smashed Alabama as underdogs. In, in that national title game. That's what we should be thinking of when we think of uh, Deshaun Watson. And unfortunately now it's, it's, it's this disgusting nonsense. The man has shown his fake ass apologies where he's, he's lying through his teeth about, you know, the remorse he feels and whatnot. It's absolutely disgusting. Fuck him. Fuck this team. I'm taking the Browns under. Um, and I, th- th- this team was on the verge of something great. And then they did this. I'm so pissed off at the Cleveland Browns franchise, and it, it's it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful, and and it sucks that they have fun to watch guys like like Nick Chubb, uh, not Kareem Hunt, but <laughs> but Nick Chubb for sure, uh, and and you know, uh, and Miles Garrett was dope, but like it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Under on this on the Cleveland Browns. What say you, Craig? Under. Yeah, I can't believe it's still yeah, nine yeah. and a half, and, and and the juice hasn't really moved. Where's their strength of schedule? Ah, they're seventeenth in strength of schedule, so it's you know meddling. Uh, yeah, but I, I, can't you possibly like? It's very conceivable they finish last in this division because they go three and eight without Watson. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cushy start though. I remember that was a big thing when he when he uh, what did they suspend him for six games, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a it's a cushy start. I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I remember it was like because I, I remember everybody going. I remember everybody going through it at the time and saying, "Boy, they could be four and two, five and one when they get Deshaun back." And uh, so here it is uh, for yeah. the first let's say, seven eight games at Carolina, home to the Jets, home to Pittsburgh, at Atlanta. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. home to the Chargers, home to New England. At Baltimore, home to Cincinnati, at Miami, and then it starts getting a little more, you know, at Buffalo. That's yeah. a little tougher as, as we go on here, but yeah. eventually they will get Watson back. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm taking the under either way. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. We're let's say they go. The let's say, and... let's say without Watson, let's say they go, you know, five and six, right? 
Yeah. So that means they've got six games left to win. They got to go four and two the rest of the way with a quarterback who hasn't played in two years. I don't know. And also, screw the NFL for, like, they did do the right thing in being like, no, you're getting more than six games. But A, it should have been a full season. And then to give him the 11 so that he gets two weeks to prepare for the game in Houston. Go fuck yourself. You know what you're, you, they knew what they were doing with that. They absolutely oh. knew what they were doing with that. It's Well, here, here's what, I, like, Shameful. if I were Roger Goodell. And ro- look, no one thinks Roger Goodell sucks more so than I. Uh, but if I were Roger Goodell, I would say, hey, look, if you want to be mad at someone for the fact that this guy isn't missing a full season, you should talk to the Players Association. Because True. until they lawyered up, he was going to be gone for a full year. So if you're mad that he isn't, you got to talk to them yeah. because that's what we wanted. Which, oh, yeah, and it was, it was a good look for you him, too. I just, yeah. about how hard they actually tried to get that done. But if the Players Association didn't lawyer up, which I know is their job, they've got to represent all their members, blah, blah, blah. But if they didn't do that, this is a different conversation. Yeah, and he did step in. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, and so, he did step in when that we arbitrator weirdly ruled six games was proper or yeah, whatever which, the hell it was. That one felt like the setup. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this arbitrator's going to do this. For, and then, then Roger gets to come in and be the hero. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next up, the Baltimore Ravens, nine and a half, Craig, minus 160 uh, for the over, plus 130 for the under. So you heard it there with the minus 160. The Sharps came in hard on the Ravens over, so all of the value has been taken out of it. You needed them a while ago. They're to win the division odds are still pretty juicy because the Bengals, uh, who participated in the Super Bowl last year, are in that division. Um, I'm, there's two teams I'm all in on this year. One is the Baltimore Ravens. I'm all in on Lamar props. I'm all in on, uh, I'm all in on Ravens win totals, overs, winning the division, winning the Super Bowl, participating in the, in the AFC title game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm all in. I think this is going to be a tremendous year. Lamar Jackson had a contract year, right? And... This team was so beset with the injury bug last year that um, they called me up to play running back for them last year. Unfortunately, I was busy that Sunday. I had prior commitment, couldn't suit up for the Ravens that night. Um, I can't play watching Red Zone. (laughs) Exactly. It was was bad. But it was bad. they, They were so beat up last year. They're much healthier this year. Still a few key guys to get off the PUP, though. But, um... Uh, you know, they've got one of the best kickers in the game. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the game. They've got one of the smartest coaches in the game. They're way healthier than last year. They got some really nice pieces uh, that uh, Isaiah Likely, um, Scam Likely, I've been calling him, uh, is uh, looking really good in the preseason for them. So they might have like a, uh, they might be going to that 22 personnel there a lot, Greg. Um, it's, this is a team I'm all in on. I'm, I'm Ravens over. What uh, do you me think? Too. Me too. Yeah. I think that, the, I think that this is, uh, this like Baltimore to win the AFC is a bet. I love this season. I think they're really mm-hmm. good. Really good yeah. team. It's a well-coached team. And look, I like Buffalo in a vacuum is better than they are, but you're going to get way more money off betting Buffalo. I mean, Baltimore to win the AFC than you will Buffalo. So yeah, give me the Ravens. Yeah. I think they were 16 to one or something at one point. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they were up there. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on the Ravens. There's, there's two AFC teams. We'll get to the other one because they're a little higher up. Uh, yeah. So we're both Baltimore over. All right, we got like ten teams left, so let's just start ripping through them here. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles, nine and a half, minus one fifty on the over, plus one twenty-five on the under. Sharps came in on the over, that's why it's plus one fifty. They love the Eagles over. Um, I. I mean, I can kind of see it, Craig, but uh, they're, the Sharps are smarter than me, and they're willing to put the numbers where their uh, money where their mouth is. I do like them to win the division. I do like them to win the division. I'm not sure how I feel about their long-term prospects what's, going what's on in the, again? in the playoffs. Uh, to win the division, uh, plus 240. What's the, uh, the win total? Uh, nine and a half. Is it impossible that they hit the under and win the division? <laughs> uh, I, I would say that's. I'd say it's tough. They do have a very. They, they've got the third easiest strength of schedule. Um, yeah. I, I I think they've they've got a very easy Nine strength of schedule. Winning the NFC East, so that would not be shocking. Yeah, they but like new head coach and Nick Sirianni, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, who I have said for years, I think is going to be or for since he's been in the league, I think he's. Uh, he, he has a very good opportunity because just the amount of work he puts in in the offseason and whatnot, he's he's Jerry Rice-esque in the amount of work he puts in. And, in the again, it's preseason. Who, they don't put a ton of stock in preseason, but he looks like he's ready to make that leap this year. Um, and I don't hate Jalen Hurts. I don't hate Jalen Hurts. So I love them to win the division. i just not sure I agree with the Sharps. Uh, winning the NFC and participating in the Super Bowl type stuff that they also seem to be yeah. into, but it is what it is. I'm I'm less I, I'm I'm gonna say over for the Eagles. Um, it, the value's not there anymore, but water gun to my head, I'll I'll say over on the nine and a half. Uh, what do you think? I, I like the over too, just because I think they're the best team in the division. If they're in the AFC West, there's no, no way I would say they're gonna win ten games. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are up next. The Colts are also, uh, no, sorry, the Colts are 10. The Colts have a uh, win total of 10, minus 105 in the over, minus 115 on the under. Um, their big acquisition is they've got a borderline washed up, depending on how you feel about them, Matt Ryan uh, under center. Um uh, the one thing I'll say that Matt Ryan, even in this advanced state that he's at right now, that he'll be better at than Carson Wentz, who they had under center last year, is Matt Ryan knows when to give up on a play and move on to the next down. So he'll be able to do that. And while it's not a great improvement in the offensive line, Matt Ryan will be much more protected than he was with the Falcons last year. Yes. Um, no Anthony Costanzo, though. And I think people are not talking yep. enough like. People are saying, oh, the Colts are going to have this lead offensive line. Yeah, they've got some nice players. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, obviously. But no Anthony Costanzo, and that matters. they got Matt Pryor, who's currently slotted to start at left tackle right now. Might be a problem. We'll see. Uh, water gun to your head, Craig. Uh, Ten wins. I take the under. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're going to have a hard enough time moving the ball. And, you know, it's hard to necessarily count on the, the defense to continue to be as good as it's been the last few years for them. The defense has been quite good. They were uh, uh, they were eighth in DVOA last year. It's a good defense. Uh, but they, they're going to have to be a lot probably that good or better in order for them to, to get to 10-11 to wins. So I'm taking the under on them. 
Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers, 10 wins, minus 140 for the over, plus 120 for the under. Uh, I mentioned the Ravens as one of the two AFC teams that I am all in on this year. The Los Angeles Chargers are the second team I am all in on this year. I, I, I got futures invested in them and everything. Super Bowl, 16-1. to 1. AFC West champions, plus 240. Over 10 wins. Herbert to win MVP, 9-1. to 1. I am all in on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I think they're the best team in the AFC West. There I said it. Uh, Brandon Staley with his weird uh, gambling nonsense that he did at the end of games sometimes. I did like him going for fourth down. Sometimes he was a little too aggressive even by when you're supposed to go for it standards last year. But I don't want him to lose that confidence. Uh, Justin Herbert is a goddamn stud. The receivers are so good for this team. Uh, I really like their defense. They added Khalil goddamn Mack in the offseason. Uh, I, I'm all over this Chargers team. What do you think, Craig? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like they, they should score some points. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've improved a little bit on defense. JC Jackson already hurt that. That matters. Uh, they've improved a little bit on defense. Uh, well, more than a little bit, but I just, I just, I, I want to see it. I, yeah. I, I want to see yeah. A season in which they go and win a whole bunch of football games. We haven't seen that yet. The so... only thing that can stop this is the Chargers themselves and the weird voodoo that hangs over this team that costs them games, right? Like, remember the last game of the season was them and the Raiders in that weird game where everybody said, oh, if they tie, they both make the playoffs. And they were 20, they were five seconds away from that happening. Yeah. This is so, this is a weird, this team, weird shit happens to this team. And if that weird shit continues to happen to this, to, to this team, um, I'll get a little bit nervous, right? But Brandon Staley, like I said, was was trying to gamble his way out or, or was trying to, you know, like, you know, go for it on fourth down his way out of the weird Chargers stuff, uh, sometimes to his detriment Remember, last year. They, but... they, it took Herbert performing a minor miracle to even get them to overtime in that game. People forget that. Yeah. God, that was good, right? That was that was a really good game. Uh, so I, I'm going over on the, on the 10 for the Chargers. What say you? I'm taking the under. Oh, interesting. Let's, let's, see, let's, see, let's see them. Let's see let's the see defense. Them do it. Let's see. All them. right. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and there's also the injury situation and the Chargers special team situation that could go weird. Like, it always yeah. does for them. They're 28th in special teams DVOA last year. Yeah, the, you kickers not see them? Can never, yep, the kickers can never kick. Joey Bosa doesn't play every single game. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, we the are, games when him J.C. Jackson's missing some time. And, and here's the thing. Yeah. Like, we've seen it, too. When corners leave New England, typically doesn't go super great for them. Yeah. That too. Yeah, there is that. Uh, next up, the Super Bowl runner-up Cincinnati Bengals with their surprise, surprise run all the way to the title game last year off the backs of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase putting in one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time for a wide receiver. Um, much of the same. They're basically just running it back. They didn't do anything silly in the offseason. You just question whether or not um, the Super Bowl hangover which, you know, is 
sort of a well-documented thing that does happen. They got very, very lucky on their way to the Super Bowl in a couple of those games with some of the teams stubbing themselves in the foot, like Ryan Tannehill absolutely contributed to their win in that uh, in that Tennessee game. I don't know what the hell happened to the Chiefs in that second half uh, in the AFC title game. And, uh, yeah, just a, a, a weird, weird run all the way that, that, that came up just short. Um, they have one of the most clutch kickers and you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm praising a kicker, you gotta be doing something extremely good uh, with Evan McPherson. Joe Burrow looks like that. As the kids would say, he's got that dog in him, Craig. Uh, it's a good roster. I just, uh, I just think that what they did last year was a little bit luck and smoke and mirrors but the question for me is can joe burrow ascend to an even greater level and and, it's and i think that's possible uh, a couple for a couple reasons one uh last year their offensive line was amongst the worst in the nfl which you could say is one of the reasons they lost the super bowl yeah um they go out and they go get alex kappa and ted karras and Leo collins these are real life nfl starting offensive linemen they are uh, so are they elite? No. But are they fine? Yeah. And they go from awful to fine. So there's a spot where they're improving. Uh, they should be able to run the ball a little bit better because of what I just said. So, yeah, they're not going to hit as many of those chase go balls. They're, they're just not. But there are some other things in the roster that's improved. Now, should they have gone a little bit harder and improve this offseason? Because if you look at the valuation of their salary cap and what they pay – Chase and Burrow, they should be able to load up this team elsewhere around. They went out and got guys. They did go out and get guys, but perhaps they weren't as aggressive as, as, as some teams would like, or some people would have liked to have seen them. Should they have gone out and gotten Toronto instead? Uh, I, I suppose you could argue that, uh, that maybe they could have. However, that contract has carries with it some significant risk for the Dolphins. There's no way around that. So... It's an interesting thought process in team building as far as, hey, you've got the quarterback, you've got the receiver, do you go all in? Or do you still try to do the slow and steady build and kind of make sure you've got some wiggle room when you have to pay those guys a ton of money, which is the, the direction they went. Uh, we'll see if it's right, but they are going to regress. To your point, they played four coin flip games in the playoffs. They played four games that were not decided when the two-minute warning hit in the playoffs. They went three and one, which is great. But they could have just as easily gone 0-1-1. You know what I mean? That that could have just happened. And then how are we talking about the Bengals right now? It's a different conversation entirely. So they had a good run. Let's see it again. Let's see a little more consistency in the regular season. Let's see a little more refined offense in the regular season. Hopefully, for their sake, the offensive line helps them with that. Well, uh, water gun to your head. Bengals uh, over under 10. Uh yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna still say the over on ten, but I think it's like an eleven and five, and it's not a bet I'm happy about, or eleven yeah. and six rather. But that I'm happy. I about. think I think they're a ten and seven team. I think this line is bang on. I do. Yeah. Uh, next up, your Denver Broncos, Craig. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett in as coach, Russell Wilson in as quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Patrick Tim out with the with the torn ACL. That sucked ass. Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick being gone is a, is a real problem. He's a guy that could have had a big year. Now that being said, mm-hmm. the receivers are Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Like you can make that work. Yeah, you can make. 
the over-under is 10, minus 120, plus 100. Um, I'm going to let you do your Broncos spiel and then tell you what I think you should do uh, betting-wise with the Denver Broncos. What I think is the best bet involving the Denver Broncos and the somewhat uncertainty people seem to have around Russell Wilson. Uh, the floor is yours, sir. I do not understand the uncertainty surrounding Russell Wilson. I don't get where this is coming from. The Seahawks, again, they were eighth in passing DVOA last year after Wilson missed some games and played some with a broken finger. Like, this is one of the very best guys at this. There's no question about that. Now, are there some parts of his game that people wish they could see more of and maybe aren't quite there. Yeah, it'd be cool if he'd go over a little bit, well, middle a little bit more. Obviously, I think there's some, there's some height concerns there with him. Can't see the field as well there. But he throws an elite go ball. He does some incredible stuff moving the ball in the two-minute warning. That's something Denver really could have used last year. Also, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get concussed at the end of the year. Uh, we may be talking about Denver as a playoff team coming from last year. Like that, that That's kind of where things were looking. All of a sudden, they had to go to Drew Locke, and he lost them some key games. And if they had won, there would have been a playoff team. So uh, I think that the Broncos are definitely a playoff team this year, if you factor in the fact that they've got you know Russell Wilson, a quarterback, who uh, in his career, other than the season in which he was hurt a lot of the time, uh, has never missed the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think that they're a playoff team for sure. And I think they are closer to a team that is good enough to win the AFC than they are to being a team that's not going to be in the playoffs. Um, I think as far as the Russell Wilson era of the Broncos go, my opinion as an impartial observer, I don't think this is the year. I think next year, after an offseason of knowing what to do, uh, if you get a good look at Russell Wilson, I think next year will be the uh, year for them as far as can they win the Super Bowl. The bet, I think... I, I think this is the best. I, the, I think this is the best preseason bet to make on the Denver Broncos. I've made this bet myself. Um, got a lot of units on this one. As opposed to the win total, I'm staying away from the Broncos' win total. What I do like is they are just plus two fifty to make the playoffs. I think you just bet the Broncos to make the playoffs and stay away from the win total. I think that's the best bet you can possibly make with the Denver Broncos going into the 2022 season is to get some of that plus 250 uh, for them to make the playoffs. That's that's what I'm doing, and that's the recommendation I am making uh, to the public is, is bet the Denver Broncos to make the playoffs at plus 250. I don't know. Do you like that yeah. one? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Again, the, the quarterback never misses the playoffs. He yeah. He just doesn't. So. Yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, we're getting into the really good teams here. Next up, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, back with Kyle Shanahan, back with, uh, um, the big thing here is it looks like Trey Lance is going to get this start. Uh, we're going to see what Trey Lance is all about. It looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the backup. They locked up Debo to a nice little contract. Uh, can Nick Bosa stay healthy for an entire season? We'll wait and see. Um, other than that, this is a team that, uh, you know, George Kittle also has trouble staying healthy. Uh, the Niners, 10 wins total, uh, plus 100 for the over, minus 120 uh, for the under. Fifth hardest strength of schedule for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what say you, Craig? Uh, yeah, I am taking the over on the Niners. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're really good. I think that they... 
I believe in Lance. I think that the talent's there. And I think that in this offense, even if he isn't necessarily reading everything perfectly right away, there's still going to be a lot of stuff that they are able to do to, to get yards, to move the ball. Uh, and here's the thing about this offense in, in the, this, the, the, the history of this family. And we've sort of seen this offense uh, in a few different spots, obviously, with, with Mike and with Kyle. And, of course, uh, McVay runs a version of it and Gary Kubiak runs a version of it and blah, 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 blah. Uh, have we ever really seen it with an elite athlete like Lance playing quarterback before? <sighs> like, it just opens up all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, I just don't think we've, like, we have, I just don't think we've seen this offense with an elite athlete. Like, when, when John Elway was running his offense, he was in his mid to late 30s, you know? Like, this, yeah. it was not the elite athlete John Elway that we saw when he came in the league. So this is kind of uncharted territory for this offense. And I think it could be some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So we're both taking the over on the 49ers. Uh, be interesting to see what happens with Garoppolo going forward. Uh, next up America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, 10 wins, uh, even odds going both ways on the over and the under. Um, <laughs> you've had kind of a love-hate relationship betting the Dallas Cowboys over under these last few years. Uh, seems like you, you kind of get it wrong every year, but always just by like a hair, Craig. Uh, there was that one. I obviously... love the under so damn much. Yeah. I love it. This is, an, I'm like, this is that, that, that was like wild under for me. And I was like, oh, under, under, under. And then I realized exactly what you just said, whereas I've had some pretty heartbreaking bets with the Cowboys on both sides of the over-under. The last yeah. few years have been like, wrong for me for bizarre reasons. Um, but yeah, love the under. Like, yeah, like just like, so who is Dak Prescott throwing the ball to who, other than CeeDee Lamb? Gallup is not going to be around for God knows how long. No, yeah, he's on the PUP. Uh, C.D. Lamb is that – he looks like he could be that dude, though. You know, like he yeah. looks like he's ready yeah, to be that are, dude. But like, yeah, but like, you know, that's, that's only one guy. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just – I just and, – and you look at the offensive line and the depth, there just isn't a lot to it. And you're thinking to yourself, this – you know, this – and Tyron Smith is not exactly uh, the pinnacle of health in, his, yeah. in this point, point in his career. So – I would have some concerns about this if I were a Cowboys fan. And the defense, phenomenal last year. Can Dan Quinn repeat what he did last year? If you're a Cowboys fan, you're hoping so, but I don't know if that's what I'm betting. You know, like, that's like that, they were one of the best defense in the league last year. Are they doing that again? I yeah, have heard even that. And the analytics guys tear apart Trayvon Diggs, right? Like, 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 yeah. like Diggs. They were second. Is... Yeah, and Diggs is a big turnover guy, and that's fine. And that's not yeah. sustainable. Second no. in DVOA on defense last year. Second. Is that happening again? No. Like, if, if I'm a Cowboys fan and someone offered me, you finish 11th in DVOA on defense this year, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Because there's some risk of that going way lower than 11. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, And like like I said, uh, Trayvon Diggs had, what, like 13 or something interceptions? Last, he had double-digit interceptions some last year. ridiculous number. That's not happening again. They, they, that's not they happening again. They were able again. to turn the ball over a ton. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, they they were yeah the, the the analytics guys I don't feel like are are big fans of the Cowboys. The analytics guys love the Eagles, hate the Cowboys. So I'm 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 down on the Cowboys. So uh, yeah, I I I take the under on the Dallas Cowboys this year. Now that said, easiest easiest strength of schedule the Dallas Cowboys have. So you got to factor that in. Yep. Uh, so they they got a they got a pretty cream puff schedule. Uh, so we'll see what the Dallas Cowboys do with that. Uh, next up, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. 
Uh, over under 10.5, plus 105 for the over, minus 125. Hardest strength of schedule in the entire league. They're playing a Super Bowl cha- uh, first place Super Bowl champion type schedule. Um, with the exception of Von Miller, though, uh, everybody's back. They did lose uh, the, the man who follows you on Twitter at uh, on the offensive line there, Hall of Fame offensive lineman, uh, Whitmore. Who Andrew is, Whitworth is gone. Whitworth but, is gone, yeah. Yeah, so they had Joe Nopum, who's, who's filled in admirably in that spot, and Rob Havenstein yeah. has been okay as yeah. well. Uh, I do have some concerns about the offensive line, but I think that from a perspective of guys catching the ball and guys moving the ball, mm. like they bring in Robin Al- Allen Robinson the second, who they, finally they, has a quarterback to throw him in, the ball. They bring in Allen Robinson. Cam yeah. Akers is going to be back off of the injury he had last year, and he was in the yeah. he looked okay in the playoffs. I think he'll look better now. Uh, and they get you know another another year deeper into the careers of of, of Tutu Atwell. Obviously, Cooper Cup is pretty good. So I like I like the team. I like the roster. Yeah. I think this is an over for me. Uh, oh, and they go out and they add Bobby Wagner on defense, who again isn't the athlete he was at one point, but the guy knows how to call a defense. So yeah, give me. Uh, Give me, give me Bobby Wagner. And and bringing Leonard Floyd, by the way, in as well. So it was a guy who, um, you know, had some tough times, but comes in and he's made some plays for them over the years. Um, that's just the sort of guy they find all the time. And then they turn that guy into a compensatory pick and find another guy like that in free agency. I love the way they build this team. So, yeah, hard on the over for the Rams for me. I know there's some questions about Stafford's uh, health, though. That, that That's my only concern. Yeah, but he's still going to be pretty good, right? I, I like to. Oh, I like to. Fine. I, uh, my worry is: is he there? Is he like? And he's a guy that plays through a lot of stuff. And we've seen him play through a lot of stuff. My only worry is with his back and what's going on with that. With that or, True, is, back is yeah. scary for sure. Yeah, I, I do like to picture Allen Robinson getting loose uh, in Week One and Stafford just floating him a nice one that lands right in his hands that he takes to the house. And then when he gets, to, and then I just picture Allen Robinson getting to the house with like. You know, single tear <laughs> going down his face, just going like, "That was the softest pass I've ever had to catch in my life." <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Just Allen Robinson having an actual quarterback to throw him the football is uh, is is something that we finally get to see. Uh, next up, the Kansas City Chiefs plus ten and a half. It's been a while since they haven't been uh, one of the top. Win total team, or sorry, one of the or the top win total team, but here we are, uh, ten and a half minus one fifteen for the over minus one oh five. Um, everybody but Tyreek Hill back. Um, a weird, weird, uh, just a, a weird, weird loss in the AFC title game last year. I still can't get over what happened in that second half. Um, you know, they still got that guy Mahomes. They still got the coach Andy Reid. They still got Travis Kelsey. They obviously bring in Marquez Valdez-Scandling. I guess they're going to try to recreate uh, Tyreek Hill sort of in the aggregate. Uh, I think they're going to be a couple points in this season where they're like, you know, we kind of missed that guy. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think I think, I think think they'll get through it. Uh, strength of schedule-wise, their fifth uh, toughest strength of schedule, which makes sense. They're playing a first-place schedule in a tough division. Um, in the toughest division, as a matter of fact, it, it's 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 gonna be tough. I'm I'm a little bit weary of this ten and a half because I think ten or eleven wins is about where the Chiefs are gonna be. So that 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 ten and a half is is bang on. What say you on the Kansas City Chiefs, Greg? 
I say the um, I went back and forth in this one, but I, I think I'm going to take the under just because like the, 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 the threat of Tyreek Hill not being there is going to change some of the stuff they're able to do. I think I'm going to go over. I think I'm going to trust uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, even though it's an extremely tough division. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stick to my Patrick Mahomes guns here, and uh, I'm going to say they get 12 wins, and I'm going to take the over. They seem like a 12-win team to me. Uh, next up, we're on the home stretch here. Three teams left: the Green Bay Packers, 11 wins, even money going both ways, minus 110 for the Green Bay Packers, who lose Devontae Adams. And, I mean, they've got Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb catching the passes for them. Ugh. Robert Tunyon. Oh, oh boy. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be some kind of Aaron Rodgers special this year with the guys he's throwing the ball to. Unless one of these youngins uh, seems to... Unless one of these youngins emerges for, for the Green Bay Packers. Because this, uh, this is frightening to look at. They're... they're wide receiver depth chart um i'm going under on the packers 11 but there i still i'm picking them to win it's 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 i 11 is probably bang on for me i think um strength schedules pretty easy too they're they're top 10 in terms of ease of schedule um and it's going to be between them and the, the vikings for the division what say you on the green bay packers Greg? under under like, okay. just, but how are they moving the ball? Like I, I know they're gonna have a good running game and whatnot, but you're counting on the defense for a lot there, and maybe they get it, but I don't want to bet on it. Yeah. Okay. I hope it. I'd like to see the Packers be bad for once in my life. Uh, two teams left here, and it's a lot of teams who are people are picking to be in the Super Bowl. Can the Super Bowl teams? First up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, eleven and a half wins, plus one ten for the over, minus one thirty for the under. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty much your, the, the, the usual swath of, of guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they, they didn't really lose anybody. The, the big question is, does Tom Brady want to be here? Is, is Tom Brady given 110? Uh, is, well, is what, yeah, is know. what we all wonder. It's strange. It, a weird, weird off season where he was supposedly tampering and negotiating, um, behind the scenes with the Miami Dolphins. He retired for about a week and a half there and then realized I can't do this in terms of staying at home. And then... Well, uh, you know, here's, here's what I, th- I think the mask has been ripped off on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That uh, when he retired, the plan was never to retire. The plan was to do this Miami thing. Yeah. I really believe that's the case. And then that Miami thing blew up and that was it. And he wasn't getting his ownership stake and all that stuff. So he's like, well, I still want to play. So, yeah, I'm going to do the Tampa Bay thing. And yeah. that, I believe, was was what happened. I don't think it was a matter of him changing his mind. I think there was a plan, and the plan got blown up a little bit. Uh, I'm not so concerned about Brady. I am concerned about the already banged up offensive line for the Tampa Bay Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Ryan, Ryan Jensen. Jensen. Huge. Yeah, and, that's yeah. a big problem. That's a big problem. So you have no Ryan Jensen. Uh, you've got Aaron Stinney on the IR as well. Like guys that they were counting on for a lot aren't there. That's a, that's an issue. So yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm wondering about Tampa Bay's outcomes, that's 
that's something that I'm I'm concerned about is the fact that those guys aren't going to be around and are they going to be able to stop pressure from getting to Brady up the middle because as we've seen that is uh, that's kind of how you get to this offense is get pressure up the middle early so we'll see if they can avoid that they bring in Julio Jones but I'm not sure how much that matters anymore in the uh... no. Not sure it does either, which is too bad, but that's the situation. Yeah. But here's the thing. They bring him in as a receiver, so even if he's not yeah, like – exactly, one- yeah. He can still be big Julio Jones at the goal lines. Like Tom Brady yeah. might be the guy who realizes uh, uh, with the, what the Falcons couldn't for like seven years, hey, maybe I should throw it to that guy at the goal line. Right? Yeah. Like, see if I can throw it high in the air and have him jump and go get it. Oh, good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll they run that, that stuff happens. to Evans all the time, so they can run it to Jones too. Exactly. Um, 11 and a half Buccaneers, what say you? Uh, under because of the offensive line injuries. I think so too. Uh, last but certainly not least, the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills, if you can believe it or not. Uh, 11 and a half uh, win total, minus 140 for the over, uh, plus 120 for the under. Uh, middle of the pack strength of schedule uh, towards more towards tougher than easier, but they're still the Buffalo Bills. Not a lot of value in them to win the division and whatnot. There's, there's not a lot of value sitting on the Buffalo Bills right now just because everybody is picking them to win the Super Bowl. Lost one of the most insane games in the history of the National Football League. Somehow gave up a field goal to the Chiefs with 17 seconds left after both teams traded three or four uh, touchdowns in the final two minutes of the game before... Like, a, a game that was so insane that they changed the overtime rules yet again. I mean, it, it, this is the team everybody's picking. Is this the Buffalo Bills year, Craig? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I just uh-huh. This is just the best team. This is yeah. the best team. So, um, now they can still win the Super Bowl and not hit their over. But, yeah, I think this is the yeah. team. So, give me the over. You take yeah, I think I think so too. This is like a 13-14 win team for me. I th- I think they I I don't think they're for lack of a better term fucking around this year. Um I think Allen is you know, like the MVP odds on him are so short. Everybody's expecting him to just have an absolutely monster season. It's just it's it's tough cuz in football, football uh, of the big 4, you, you see it in basketball and you see it in hockey where teams go through playoff disappointment one year and then come back and get it the next year like they get close and then don't uh you know and then they they realize what they need to do you know next year in order to get it and then they work hard to to get it after playoff disappointment it doesn't always work like that in football though right in football you just kind of gotta Take your shot when it's there, man, and 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 when it's there, you got to grab that brass ring because you know, like all it takes is one injury and your season is 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 over, sort of a thing, and or or one weird fumble or one weird seventeen yep. seconds left field goal. You know, it's it's football's a cruel mistress, man, because it's it's single game elimination in 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 this puppy. So yeah, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, so we're no, both it's, saying it's hard. That's it's it's hard to win, and that you, know, the, the, you look at the Rams run for for instance. The Rams <laughs> won a game, and they lost four fumbles in. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Like the Rams won 
uh, a game that came down to the wire against the 49ers that could have gone out of the way. The Rams won a game that went down to the wire against the Bengals, could have gone out of the way. Uh, yeah, the Rams won the Super Bowl, and good for them. That's hard to do, but, yeah. you know. It's, they, uh, they had to stare in the face of some Tom Brady. Yeah, they had to stare in the, you know, like they, they had to stare into the abyss of Tom Brady black magic again in that game against the Bucks when it looked like the Bucks might steal that from them when that game looked like it was over at, at the start of the fourth quarter, and, and then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, you better get a first down here, Matt. <laughs> right? Like, uh, and, and then he did, which was which was great. Um, they had Vaughn Miller, which is, uh, you know, He's, he's, it's it, this, yeah. This is the best team, and they should win the Super Bowl. But it's it's tough, man. It's tough to win a Super Bowl with the with the single elimination. And uh, we've, I, as a completely impartial observer, the the AFC title game we need is them them and the Chiefs again, right? Like, oh yeah, actually, yeah, them and the Chiefs. Well, maybe yeah. not the AFC title game because hey, I would love to see either of those two playoffs. teams. Denver play them in the AFC title game. We'll see. It's fair if that's what you want, but have either the, of those two. Miller Bowl. Yeah, either of those two teams against the uh, against the Ravens too would be pretty good. But yeah, it, it's got to be the AFC title game AFC should probably loaded, Chargers. AFC yeah, it's There's, that's true. That's, that's the thing that might keep the Bills from winning it is the AFC is tough this year. Oh my God, is it ever tough? Like think, uh, think about this: Bills to win. Let's, let's say even if they get the bye, let's say the Bills get the bye. There's a chance that to win the Super Bowl, they have to beat, hypothetically in this order, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City. Or, sorry, Denver, Baltimore, and the Rams, hypothetically. Oh. They have to do that three weeks in a row. Oh, that's tough. That's, that's, that's hard to do. Holy God. This is going to be fun. going to be fun watching the AFC this year. All right, we're running super long here. So, uh, yeah, might as well. First pod in a month and a half. So, here we go. So, that is it. For our NFC win total, or NFL win totals. Jeez, I'm hitting the wall here. Uh, crossover Podcast, available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast. And we're on uh, Twitter, iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, despite the fact Spotify keeps removing certain episodes of our podcast. But uh, we, we are still on, on Spotify. Uh, you're not taking this one down, though, I think. Thanks, Spotify. Uh, but, yeah, that is it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, our week one. But we, I, we're going to miss the Thursday night game. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to break down the, the Thursday night game. Uh, so, uh, you or Bill will have to. We'll, we'll put online. Check out uh, either of our Twitter accounts, at Needles on Use for You, at Empire 6 for me, um, if we have any big bets that we want to let you guys know about for um, – uh, for that Thursday night opener uh, when it happens. Craig Needles, uh, this was a long journey, much longer than we usually go, so thank you for uh, sitting through me, sitting through this one with me. And as always, this is a pleasure. This is one of the most fun podcasts of the year. Um, great to have you back, and can't wait to have you and Bill back on for week two and then the rest of the weeks after that to discuss the NFL. Uh, take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Mm-hmm.